Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. My eyes are fixated on him. Meantime, crawl into this huge fire ant hill. Oh, no. Look down, and there's thousands, and that's not, that's not exaggerating. No. Thousands of fire crawling up my sleeve, all over my body. And you can go to our Facebook page, see the photos and, and some videos, but I got eight alive. Oh, no. So how do you like hunting in South Carolina now? <laughs> Welcome to episode 75 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And today we have special guests from Trekking Outdoors. Chris and Tyler. And we're going to talk about a little recap of the turkey tour. Yeah. Turkey season. You guys have been heavy traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22 first turkey tour. Um, yeah. We went, uh, went to a couple different states and yeah, recap that. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good to us. And as you know, you can find us at whiskeyandwhitehouse.com and all over social media. At... Whiskey and Whitetails. You can also go to patreon.com slash whiskey and whitetails and join the community and be part of the part of the inside scoop on the things that we do. Today, we are sipping on a single barrel store pick from Dante Spirits in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. This is an old scout 57.6%, which is 113-ish. Proof of six years, but the reason this bottle is important is because there's some Patreon members, six in total, that'll be getting this bottle. So we're gonna do a little pop and top and, and talk about it. As we talk about hunting. Oh, you first, Gus. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome, my friend. Are you guys sipping on anything over there? No, we're just we're just staring at the wall. Just staring <laughs> at the wall. <laughs> Next time. Yeah, we're in a we're in a man's room right here. Yeah, I see that. Are those gun r- shotguns? Everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. Nice. Is this the uh trekking outdoors um armory? We wish. We wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so we're all what how many states did you guys hit we hit four different states and uh obviously you guys just mentioned south carolina that was our first state that we hit 
Um, Uncle Steven and myself went down there, and we uh, both ended up uh, filling our tags. I don't think we've ever talked about this before, but uh, we had quite the incident down there. Uh, Steve had filled his tag before me, and and uh, when it was my turn to, to get up and harvest a bird, uh, we had we were reaping the same bird for I think uh, two days. Wow. The first day, hundred yards to to get after him, and he ended up busting me at when I closed the distance to about eighty, and uh, I was sweating like a stuck pig out there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we walked a lot, and and the next day we ended up finding that same bird midday, and it's like eighty four degrees outside. And Steve and I made the decision that we're going to go through the backside of the swamp and try cutting them off, and. We laid there for about 45 minutes and he kind of bedded down in a shaded area. And Steve looked at me and he's like, you ready to go after him again? And I'm like, here we go again. I got to do this crawl one more time. And so I start crawling and I'm, my eyes are fixated on him. Cause he's, I got the fan in front of me, shotgun in one hand and he's full fanned out coming right at, at me. And I'm, my eyes are fixated on him. Meantime, crawling to this huge fire ant hill. Oh no. And, Look down, and there's thousands, and that's not, that's not exaggerating. No. Thousands of fire crawling up my sleeve, all over my body. And you can go to our Facebook page, see the photos and send some videos. But I got eight alive. Oh no! So how do you like hunting in South Carolina now? <laughs> yeah. Just fingertips to the to the middle part of my forearm. I had over a hundred bites, and I'm still healing my wounds today. I got scars. Yeah. All yeah all over my forearm and arms from getting bitten. I'm getting eight alive and the bird came in and I'm like, I either move and blow this whole thing or just take it and took it like a man, honestly. And, and end up harvest, harvesting that bird. And yeah, that was uh, that was the beginning of the Turkey tour. And man, we were off to a fiery start. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, dude. They're, they're bad out here. Uh, my feet, I have scars all over my feet from them. Cause just standing like doing yard work or whatever, standing around flip flops and, and yeah. you feel something, you look down, there's four or five of them crawling up your flip-flops, and it's just, they they get you. They, they're they rough down here. It's it's tough hunting in this heat in that swamp. It's uh, The swamp makes it worse. Yeah, the heat the heat is no joke down here. It's And South Carolina is really really weird because the the weather that time of year can be one, one thing or another. You know, you can get up in the morning and need thermals on and, and a jacket to get through the morning, but then by the afternoon you're, you know, sweating, uh trying to take off layers and, and, uh, you know, then the next morning there's frost on the ground and it's just really unpredictable. Yeah. And, you know, Tyler, unfortunately wasn't able to I go on. I wasn't most of these, <laughs> these, uh, trips, you know, so he's kind of like, ah, what do I talk about? Yeah. You know? So backstory, we, we live in Traverse city, Michigan. We just bought a house. So I kind of took like the last month off of just pretty much everything that I do my, my own business and filming with Chris here. So, yeah, I missed out on a lot of those adventures for sure. Yeah, but you know, if he was with us in South Carolina, he probably would have came up with something like, you know, you, you got bit everywhere else, but you couldn't have get gotten bit on the balls or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of things, plenty of things to bite you down here, that's for sure. That's uh, one of the things, there's a, a swamp here called Hellhole Swamp, and that's where the moonshiners used to set up, like in the early 30s and 40s. And uh, they used to say that, the reason nobody, they, it was a safe place to go because there's more things in whole, whole swamp that'll kill you than the rest of the world. But it's like everything that lives there will either bite you, sting you, or shoot you. So nobody would ever go in there. <laughs> uh, so what was next after South Carolina? I know oh. we uh, went back home and we we're getting, I'm getting ready for the opener in Michigan. 
and Uncle Steve actually headed down to Iowa while the Michigan season was opening. And uh, he went down there and he harvested a, a really nice uh, bird out there. And then I decided that uh, I, I went out with my son actually the first time. He's seven and and we had a good encounter with some birds just couldn't close the distance. And then about a week later, I literally, you know, I told myself, you know, we're part of the turkey tour here, but we're going to, I want to just go out one day just by myself, no cameras, just to, you know, be relaxed, you know? And yeah. I craziest hunts by myself hunting actually the craziest one i think besides getting bit by the ants but uh hunting by myself for a time i i sat on this fence row and i had this burlap over me this this camo netting and i decided to just drape it over me and just sit there and start chirping and calling and i ended up having an encounter with three times really really big times about the same same size mm-hmm. as tyler and i shot last year when we doubled up but they they closed the distance from over 300 yards and i had to lay down on the ground i put the camo netting over me and uh yeah end up harvesting a nice bird there and nice. yes at that point we had three birds down in south carolina because tyler's uh one of his family members was there and then iowa, iowa we had two birds down uncle steve was with his nephew mm-hmm. and they doubled up yeah and then um i ended up getting a bird in michigan so it was off to a great start within the first couple weeks but he didn't he didn't film the bird in michigan so i think he's just lying i don't think <laughs> <it> really- <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> that's funny. Is this uh, is this all stuff that's going to go on the show? Yeah, uh, majority of pretty much all of it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, in our season two in like yeah. two episodes, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Tyler probably said oh, it's probably the worst two because he wasn't filming. But. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. We uh, yeah. when you when I texted you the other day, you said something about Waypoint. Are you guys working with them as well? We thought about it in the for the future up here, but we're we haven't made any yeah. decisions yet. Yeah, it's up in the yeah. air right now. Yep. So we just signed with Waypoint and we'll be uh podcast the audio only version yeah. is up there, but um it's a pretty good opportunity. They seem like really cool folks and they're and they're responsive really quick. Yeah, yeah. We're uh we're trying to do, you know, multiple multitude of things and we're gonna see what, what the future holds and we might branch off and, and and do, you know, obviously network and and them and something else, you know. We're constantly brainstorming ideas, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. That's the move, man. That is the move. So what was uh, the next date you filmed in? Um, after that, Steve came back home and hunted a few times. Uh, he still actually has his tag, and he still has a couple days to fill his tag. So we actually have a, another guy that's, you know, able to harvest one more bird in Michigan and ends up at the end of the month here. So they'll make it 10 if you did, right? Yeah, they'll make it 10 birds. Um, I ended up uh, hooking up with uh, guys I went to school with, played football with. They have a YouTube page called TKZ Outdoors. And Ryan and his brother, Donnie, we all uh, decided we're going to pack up, take three, four days, go to Wisconsin. And let me tell you, when we got there that first morning, it was 92 degrees. Mm. We we got outside from, we stayed at a hotel, got outside, we walked out, we're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. We're just stuffed pig again. So. Stuffed, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we hunted Wisconsin. We, we, I think we did about 7.5 miles of literally walking, calling, walking, calling. And we were in the northern part of Wisconsin, so we were a lot of rolling hills. And and uh, so what happened was that first day, um, we had a really good encounter. We had five times side by side coming at us nice. from from hill in the first thing in the morning. And they just were coming, they're coming. We're like, all right, this is going to happen so fast. And they just decided they were just something they didn't like. I don't know if it was the decoys or what, but they just they, they veered off and went off up into the woods there. And so 
we ended up hunting the rest of that day. The second day, we hiked all over the place. We were, you know, trying to find birds. We were encountering a bunch of hens. And an hour before last light, we're like, all right, let's hike it back. So we're hiking back, and we're coming over this hill, and we're looking up, like walking up, and Donnie's like, there's a, there's a, there's a head right there. And everyone just froze. <laughs> and so we're like, stay still, stay still. You know, like once that bird drops his head, at the point we only see one bird. Once he drops his head, then everybody's gonna get down. So the bird dropped his head. All oh, there's four of us. We we had two cameramen, two two shooters. Everybody dropped to the ground. I scooted up, and uh, the one guy had the fan in his hand, and I got to the right, and all of a sudden we see another head. So I'm yelling back at Ryan. I'm like, Hey, get up here, get another gun up here. So he goes to the left side. So I got Ryan, uh, Callan in the middle with a, with a fan. I'm to his right. And I got Ryan's brother, Donnie behind us with camera GoPro <laughs> birds over. And we're like, all right, one, two, three, boom, we're shooting. So Tyler and I had this happen to us last year. You know, we, it's same gun. Actually, this, this gun's notorious. <laughs> it's, you know, it will, it, it's just, you know, never always forward, you know, you always got to check it. So one, two, three, boom comes Ryan shoots. Boom. I actually end up having a misfire. So I'm racked another one in there, drop my bird. And that was our first two birds in Wisconsin. So. Would you say that, uh, would you say that Turkey hunting with a, you know all the different types of hunting that you guys do and try to film with multiple people, would you say that Turkey hunting is the most challenging with, with the larger number of people trying to move around and cause they see so well, they see everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, trying to move cameras around. Yeah. So we have like camel netting over the camera and just trying to conceal ourselves as best we can. But in that instance, we were we're literally walking in the open field and just seeing the top of, uh, of one of the Tom's heads. And mm-hmm. yeah, just got yeah. lucky, but you saw the top cause you, you came too much further. They would have seen you. They're walking right at each other, just like up the hill, just like that. And yeah, it happened so fast and boom, two birds and fast forward the last day. Last, uh, like two, we hunted two more days after that to fill our, our uh, third guy's tag. Last day, he, he uh, ended up harvesting a bird. Uh, you know, was reaping for him and got him in the last hour, and we packed up and headed home. Nice. Did you uh, did you guys make it to Kentucky at all this year? We didn't, not for turkeys, no. I did. Were you, what? Were you successful? I was, yeah. That was the... That was, that Matt, was the point. Matt shot his first turkey this year. My first turkey. So he was it was very exciting. He shot his first one last year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been deer hunting for a while, but uh I've I always liked fishing. So springtime you know, Mahi Mahi. But um I've been, he always brags about how fun it is and, and I've heard a ton of people say if you like duck hunting, you will love turkey hunting. So I went with him once here to show me the ropes, and I was like, wow, you really do just call them in, and they will come to you, and then you shoot them. <laughs> I was like, who, who would have known that it was that? You know, because they were talk and response. And, and yeah. so, yeah, we, I went to Camp Hero in Kentucky outside of Lexington, and um, it was perfect, dude. Like, closed the truck door, you know, and like, so they were ready. And so we just walked down to the blind, set up in the blind. I set the camera up. I got the entire thing on film, and um, – he came in just as he should, you know, these three different calls. And as soon as he saw that hen, he walked right in. But he he gave me a good tip. He was like, the hen, you want to kind of like where you think the turkey is, have the hen facing the other way. And then we had a um, a, a fake Jake there that was kind of standing, like looking towards the hen. And so this this Tom just kind of looked over, and I guess he was like, yeah, I'm going to 
I'm gonna mess that dude up, and I'm gonna take his lady. And he he did because you know that he just he just be beelined it straight in. It was perfect, perfect setup, perfect everything. Yeah, done before the sun came up. You know, you got the rest of the day to drink bourbon. <laughs> they read the script. Yep. Yeah, but it was, it was pretty good bird. One inch and a half spurs, ten inch, nine inch. Uh, we say ten, but it's probably closer to nine inch beard and um, twenty two and a half pounds. So, not bad for a first bird. So, will you do it again next year? I believe so. It's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and I, uh, you know, I get just as much of a journal in us. You know, it's. Especially uh, this year was my first time actually reaping for a bird uh, in South Carolina. And that, man, that thing came right to me. And that was a, we can't do that in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, that was a pure drama. So that was, that was awesome. Yeah. When it's close quarters like that. And I mean, last year was my first bird, but trying to self film yeah. and double up. I mean, in a more pressure than yeah. deer hunting for sure. Yeah. 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 There's a weird cutout when we talk, there's like a two second break until your mic picks up again, just to give you a forewarning. So if you respond immediately, we're not hearing it. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I'll cut that off. What was the, um, so what was the next state you guys went to? Cause you traveled a bunch, right? How many states in total? Just four states. We did South Carolina, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan. All right. And so I guess Iowa's what's next. Yeah. No, we, no, we doubled, they doubled up in Iowa and then, um, we have nine birds total on the ground, but Steve's got his tag left for Michigan, uh, which is our, and he's trying to get it done with his bow. So he's got a couple days left and hopefully he can fill his tag. Nice. That'd be cool. So what changed this year from last year, if, as far as your setup or, or where you went or how you did things? Because you were not as successful last year, right? Um, yeah, last year was like, yeah, that was like our first episode that we filmed, and I think we hunted in Michigan for four days, four or five days turkey. And uh, so, yeah, it was just kind of new to us, new to us at the time, and not really sure what our schedule looked like for the year. Yeah, and then Steve and I got together and we're like, "Hey, why don't we do a, a turkey tour this year?" And it was kind of a last minute thing. We're like, "All right, where can we go?" And we had contacts in South Carolina, Iowa, Wisconsin. We're like, "All right, let's do it." And we threw it together, you know, kind of at the last, you know. Mm-hmm thing you know and, and we ended up having a great turkey tour it was, it was awesome which if i recall that's you guys did that with deer season too you just threw it together last minute um kind of yeah. i mean we tried <laughs> the majority of it but we uh we definitely moved some things around often but uh this this year we're a little bit more a lot more organized and we've got some awesome things ahead so Last year, it was typical for Chris to call me on a Friday. Be like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, what do you mean? Want to go to Missouri? (laughs) (laughs) That works. Yeah. So did you guys learn anything this year on your tour? Let's say that one more time. Did you guys learn anything this year on your tour that would help new hunters or or people like me that's only been a couple times? Um, I mean, uh, mean, there's obviously in South Carolina, you can reap on – uh, private ground, but you can't reap on, on public ground. We, we found that out. I mean, that's just more of a, obviously a law, but I don't know, just staying consistent with, uh, getting after the birds. I mean, that one, that second day we walked all over the place and we did get down on ourselves and we had the last hour of uh, daylight. We're like, all right, let's take it back. But it can happen at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So I guess the best thing I could say is if, you know, you're feeling those doubts, you know, just like deer hunting and any other type of hunting, it can happen in a split second and change the whole, the whole thing, you know, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. And it was, it was awesome. 
So what is reaping? Is that when you fan? Uh-huh. So you know why you can't do that here? What's that? Do you know why you can't do that here? You can do it here, just not on, just on not public on, land. Yeah. Because people... Yeah, South Carolina, you can do it on, from what I understand, you can do it on private land. You cannot do it on public land. Yeah, but do you know why we don't allow it on public land? Um, with other hunters involved? Yeah, because <laughs> people get shot in the face. <laughs> so, but you can't do it anywhere in Michigan. Wisconsin, you can. Um, it's kind of weird. Maybe that's something to talk about in the future, but there's a lot of states, you know, their laws, you know, when it comes to pretty much anything, mm-hmm. laws are, yeah, they vary and they're still different in, yeah. in many It's weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. So what else you got for turkey season? Uh, that, that's it. I mean, Steve's just got his tag to fill and we're done. And then kind of, we're in Iowa actually right now, which physically in Iowa yeah. here. And we're, uh, we're doing some filming and taking some photos and, and almost got caught in a tornado yesterday. Jeez, <laughs> oh, we were just talking about tornadoes this morning. Yeah, we. Um, so, what what will you guys transition to once this is done? Are you gonna start preparing for for deer season, or what's next? Oh, uh, we were gonna be going to Florida, which we might still be going to Florida. We're kind of like back and yeah. forth on it right now. Gotta get the dates right. Right. Yeah. Gotta get some things lined up. We were gonna go after some iguanas, uh, some boars, and do some. Excuse me, do some bow fishing. Nice. And then after that, it's it's Alaska. Alaska, Alaska nice. Are you going to do the uh, fly-in deal? Flying into Fairbanks and then renting a truck and driving, <laughs> driving 14 hours north. Okay, so, no, I meant like the people fly into valleys and get dropped off, and, and you can't hunt the same day you fly, so you got to stay the night and then. Nope, we're flying in, and then we're going to rent a, probably a U-Haul. And drive 14, 15 hours north, and yeah, we're gonna be there for five or six days to hunt, and then yeah, head back. I think Chris met somebody at what ATA, yeah, the ATA showed that talked about it, and he got Chris hooked, and then he driving fourteen hours after Fairbanks, and <laughs> <laughs> what are you going, going after? Be new to us, but you know, last year Colorado was the first for Tyler and I, and we're kind of like always trying to one up each other, or but in this trying to one-up ourselves on what we did last year. So Alaska is on the, on the ticket. Nice. What are you going after in Alaska? Caribou. Nice. Yeah. Have you been caribou hunting before? The first for both, both of us. It sounds like fun. You know, but I don't know if crazy uncle Steve's going or not, but he's kind of the guy that guided us around in Colorado. He's been there for 20 years. So I'm a little nervous about this one. Like if, if he doesn't go, then I'm relying on Chris <laughs> with Colorado is puffing on air up in 11,000 feet. Yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't the only one. <laughs> I wasn't the only one puffing on air. <laughs> but yeah. we, you can contest how he, Steve was that first day. Yeah. We were going all over the place. He was trying to kill us the first day, like, oh, it's time to get acclimated. But we're yeah. walking up and down the for 15 miles. <laughs> yeah, that elevation change can do a number to you for, for sure. It'll take a couple of days. It seems like when you go places like that, just just when you're starting to get acclimated, it's time to go. <laughs> we didn't really give us that opportunity. We literally yeah. got to camp the next morning, boom, we hit it. You know, and man, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't just... Hey, let's go walk these trails. Let's let's yeah. you know walk, kind of just sit around. 
Steve loves to walk everywhere. He's not a very want to, you know, he knows this. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, want to just let's hang out here for a little bit. It's let's go explore as far as we can go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then, you know, we end up having the best encounter we had in the meadow where we were sitting, you know, just not going, going anywhere. You right. know, what, 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 what's your game plan here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, it's when I was in the, the army, we went to um, Pikes Peak and did Pikes Peak. Like we landed the next day, we climbed Pikes Peak, and it was brutal. I mean, it's it's like because I'm we live on sea level, and to go to, you know, one of the tallest peaks, and well, it's I don't know the tallest, but it's the tallest mountain I've ever been up. And it's uh, you know you get to the top, and it's like you can't even see straight because the oxygen isn't coming into your brain. <laughs> Is that like fourteen? I think it's fourteen six, if I remember right. Nice, crazy. Yeah, that's that's up there. I could be way off. I don't know. That was a long time ago. That was before Afghanistan. I got some TBI, so I don't know. <laughs> don't work like it used to. <clears throat> so after Caribou, what's next? Um, I think we're heading out to Wyoming after that. Yeah, and do some whitetail hunting and uh, pronghorn. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a fun one. I'm looking with at. Devil's Tower, like near Devil's Tower. Yeah, we have right by Devil's Tower. Yep. That's Thanks. a cool, that's a beautiful spot. Pronghorn's on our list. Yeah. That's something that we need to just be like, you know what? Let's, let's just go do it. If we wanted to go, have you been prog? Well, two questions. Have you been proghorn hunting before? Yes or no. Second question. If yes, where would you recommend we go? We have someone that offered us a spot in Wyoming. Nope. Haven't been pronghorn, hunt, pronghorn hunting. Um, this is our first for that too. We got back to back first for us to, you know, start out the, Bow hunting, I guess, bow hunting yeah. season. So cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be some good content. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh, and while we're talking about content, tell everybody where they can find you on, uh, you know, not only social media, but also where to watch your show. Horseman Channel on uh, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we are a couple different times during the week on Monday mornings and uh, in the middle of the day on Wednesday as well. But Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, right after Meteor. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's a good spot, right after Meteor? Yep. Very cool. Can't beat that. So do you have any tips for uh, new hunters that are getting into it, stuff that we may have not have mentioned over past episodes? Um, new hunters just getting into hunting. I would, I would just say, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I guess fairly, I'm fairly new. Fairly I new. mean, I wouldn't say I've been hunting my whole life. I mean, I kind of have been, but not a lot. I would just say in being patient, you know, like I would just get down on myself hunting with Chris when we didn't see something. Yeah. And that would kind of ruin minutes. it, you know? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that would kind of like leave a bad taste in my mouth for the day. And it like, I don't know, I just put a rain cloud over me for the whole weekend while we were hunting. So I would just say be patient because like, like you yeah. said, it can happen at yeah. any moment when you least expect it, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, and it's those experiences that bring you back for sure. I've got two things. So the first one is when you're with this guy and you're, and you're hunting, you don't see deer in the first 15 minutes. He's like, Dude, there's no deer here. This, this place sucks. There's no deer. Here. It's just, you know, if he's sitting above me and I'm sitting, you know, and below him, I'm just thinking to myself, like, how can I be positive with this guy? Get out of here. <laughs> but you know, the second part would be to, yeah, just be, uh, be patient and, you know, be out there to just enjoy, you know, clear your mind and 
and just enjoy what God's, uh, you know, provided for us and the opportunities that we get to actually go out there and be outdoorsmen and, and chase these animals. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's an awesome time. Yep. For sure. That's one of the, we tell everybody this healing in nature and whether you're killing anything or not, just being out there and sitting in a tree or sitting behind a bush or whatever you're doing, laying on the ground, getting tore up by fire ants, just to just take appreciation for where you are and enjoy the experience because not every time that you go, everybody thinks hunting is like, you know, I just walk outside and kill stuff, but that's, yeah, that's not how it works. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, last year I had a couple of time, prime time exam, being patient, not only, mm-hmm. not only being patient with waiting on, you know, an opportunity to happen, but, being patient on your shot opportunities, all that stuff. I mean, I can honestly say, and everybody, you know, should, should be like that. We're always going to be able to get better, learn from your mistakes and, you know, don't get down on yourself. Don't worry about what the next guy says. I mean, that's just, that should be always one in one, in one ear out the other, you know, I mean, you're your own person, mold yourself off of that and, and just be the best that you can be, you know? Yep. Yep. Very good advice. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, Tyler, how long have you been hunting? I mean, as a kid, I, I hunted small game. Um, but last year was my first for turkey. It was also my first for a real-sized deer, I, I like to say. I went... I went with Chris like five, six years ago, and he told me to shoot this deer late at, it was like right right before I ended up shooting. Yeah, it was like 25 minutes before. He said a nice though. And he told me to shoot this deer, and I don't know the size of the deer back then. Like, I didn't hunt deer when I was growing up. And we go get the deer, and it is the size of a dog. I mean, it was tiny. And so I came back, and we at my house, and my wife comes out, and she's like, what did you do? You know? I t- <laughs> I'm like, oh, Tyler's here. What'd you get? What'd you get? 10 guys around my truck and I lift up the tailgate and they just laugh, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> it's, your, it's your first year. It didn't matter. So that was my first year. But last year I, I called my actual like first real size deer. So I haven't been hunting very long. So for all the people that are like, I, I've been hunting my whole life and I'm not on a TV show. How, what would your be, what would your advice be for them to go from where you started to uh, now being on a TV show? Not all cut out is what it seems to be. <laughs> uh, if you think that it's, and by all means, if that's the dream of yours and you want to chase it, if you think it's, you know, I, I feel like I get perception from people is, oh man, I would, you know, okay, yes, I, I, I'm sure they wish they could do it, which would be great, you know, and have that opportunity. But in in your mind, if you think, oh, we're just traveling around having fun and it's it's the easiest and best thing ever like mm-hmm. it is a full-time full-time job yeah tons of travel tons of work there's a lot of stressors that's involved and if you're going to be pursuing it you got to be 110 percent and 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 you know be prepared for a lot so yeah i think so, i counted up the days last year and i didn't even go on as many trips i didn't go to kansas with chris and maybe a couple others but you know, I was gone 50 days, uh, within, you know, three months and, you know, I got four kids and a wife. And so not only, 
you know, there's a lot of stress on us to put episodes together, but you're gone from your family. I'm away from my clients and things that I do for my own business. So yeah. I mean, it's stressful, you know, people think it's yeah. all, all dandy, you know, but no, it's uh, it's a pressure. Full, full-time job. And then the other, the other side of things too, is at certain point in times last year, I had to physically stop myself. Like, man, we've hunted six, when we were in Kansas, you know, we hunted six, seven days and didn't have any, any, well, we had one opportunity and that was it. And we didn't have anything on the ground. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, anybody's going to be like frustrated if you hunt seven full days in a row. But yeah, it's, like we said, every single time it's a real and raw reality is hunting. And that's what we want to base ourselves off of. And it's like, well, how do we make that an episode? Why not make it an episode? Because guess what? That happens to a lot of people and needs to be showcased more in the hunting industry than, than really what it is. Because before we started this, that's what I told Tyler. I was like, I go on YouTube, I go anywhere, I'll watch someone kill anything, you know, har- harvest any animal at any point in time, and I can watch thousands of them. But how many, how many are actually real, true, raw realities of, of yeah. what happens? You know, misses, you know, uh, mistakes, yeah. you know, no opportunities. And so last year we showcased it all. We let, we let it all, left it all out on the table. And not to get away showcasing the hunting side of things, but as filming and editing, it's like, you know, you go out hunting, you'll be out there all day. But then when you get back to the the cabin or whatever, you know, my work's just started. Like I'm dropping footage, you know, making sure I have footage backing it up and then charging batteries all night. And then you get back from your trip and then you got to put the episode together. That's Um, a whole nother ball game. so, So last year was hard just because it was our first year doing that. And so, Literally, we were making episodes on the fly, getting them out to uh, the network, to, uh, you know, to air, and doing that again the next week. Wow. Yep. And it's we we talk to people all the time about it, and and it's like there's two there's like the the easiest way to explain it is everybody thinks that there's millionaires walking the earth. I mean, everywhere, and there are a lot of them. But it's like when you look at the percentage, the one there's one percent of America that makes four hundred thousand dollars a year and more. The rest of us are. That 99%. And everybody thinks, oh, well, I go buy a Subway franchise, and now that guy's a millionaire because he owns a Subway. It's like, no, he's he's working and struggling just like the rest of us. But it's like for the hunting shows, it's the same thing. There's a very small group that gets paid good money to do it. The rest of us are normal people with normal jobs. And, you know, we film this stuff on the side and do interviews on the side and put yep. together, spend late nights putting together episodes and editing I mean, we, we did a distillery tour. It was two hours of filming, mm-hmm. and we're going to end up making an hour episode out of it. But it's like, how do you take these pieces and put it all together to tell the story that we want to tell? And that's one of the reasons it's taken so long to make. But it's, you know, if we would work for a network and they're like, we need that, you know, in three weeks, I need that episode. Yeah, that'd be stressful. It'd be super <laughs> stressful. So to people that want to be in your shoes, it's like they they would never make it, right? Because they, a lot of them just don't have the drive to do it. Yeah, I think a lot of them think that there's a, a giant team of of people behind the scenes making it happen, and you just get to be the person on, on the camera doing all the cool stuff. And I think a lot of them don't realize that it, for a lot of these shows, it's the same people filming and hunting that are then going back and dealing with editing and dealing with backing stuff up and fixing equipment and having to buy new equipment or and charging batteries and researching frame rates and figuring out which kind of lenses you need and why didn't it zoom far enough and why is it grainy my focus was out on this shot next time i you know there's nothing worse than getting a shot that you need and then going and looking at it and you were focused on a tree branch behind it it's like i levels that yeah you know 
And I'll give Chris a lot of credit too. Like, you know, he didn't have to, but he wanted to help put the story together. So, you know, I'd, I'd get back to my place and get the episode ready to get put together. And he'd come up and he'd sit with me and we'd, you know, brainstorm and lay the story out. So he, he was a part of the whole process, you know, not just hunting, but he did it all. Yeah, we three hours apart from each other, so it's not just a quick drive. Yeah. I mean, it's not too bad, but. That's still quite a hike to do some editing. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. I mean, we're for we live 45 minutes apart, and I don't like that drive. So no, that's, that's the reason we have a podcast studio in between where I live and where he lives, so we can meet here and we don't have to go to each other's house. <laughs> so how did you guys get set up in the outdoor space? Like if people wanted, if they do have that drive and they want to make their own hunting shows, which I think we would all advise against, but if that's what they want to do, what advice would you give them to get into that world? Uh, research, 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 and ask questions, 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 questions. Uh, that's, that's what I did before we yeah. even started to kind of reach out to people. You know, I, I wanted to know as much as I could before we, you know, started pushing forward with it. So try to be set up as best you can before you, before you start doing that and know, and know that you're going to go into it and have to put a ton of work into it and, and make sure you got that drive that you're going to continue to do it because there's, yeah. Gosh, man, this is, and especially Tyler too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing if you're hunting, but when you're behind the camera, it's another thing if you're sitting in a stand for four, you know, four hours or all day sit or something, you know, it takes a mental toll on you. But, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, we're learning every single day. I learned a lot. Here, Tyler learned a ton last year. Steve's learned a lot, you know, even though he's been hunting his whole life, he's over 50 and, but, you know, just within the network itself and putting a season together, it's it's a lot of work and just be dedicated. If you're gonna do it, make sure you're dedicated to it. You know, don't don't half half you know what it so well just to dial in a little bit, you say research and ask questions. Who what should they research and who should they ask questions to? Uh my personally myself, I reached out to people that are already on the network hoping to get responses. A lot of people never got back with me. Some people did and very grateful for it. And you know, doing your research on it, like how long, you know, an episode should be, you know, trimming it down, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, what an airtime cost could potentially be, you know, stuff like that. But more of the questions, you know, on people that already have gone through it, you know, got a lot of negativity from, from the start, you know, and whether or not, you know, some people I felt were being very genuine, but others, maybe not, you know, they're just like, oh, we don't want another, you know, person on, on the same network around or whatever they're thinking may have been, you know, but I was fortunate enough to have some, some people, you know, answer all my questions and it really helped mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. We'll double down on that advice. So we, we, we yeah. get the same pushback, like in the, that's the reason we don't do a lot with the bourbon industry other than we like to sell it tours and we like drinking it, but like we try to stay more on the hunting side. And the reason why is because a lot of these bourbon pages like, they don't want to, they feel like they'll lose followers or monetization or money, like things that don't even matter. I mean, I guess money matters, but they feel like they'll lose people by adding someone else to the group. Yeah. So we don't even ask or try to be part of it. We just kind of do do our own thing. But our um, third, we have a third business partner that's mm-hmm. kind of along for the ride more or less, but he, he owned a hunting show on NBC many, many years ago and knows that industry very well. And we had a company before this that we were trying to kind of do what you guys are doing. 
And he was like, look, you guys just don't have the free time because we both work a lot, real yeah. jobs. And um, he's like, you just don't have the time to do it. You're not going to be able to. You won't be able to compete. And all the people you think you're going to get sponsors from, they don't really give you money. They may, like, bear. They'll send you a bow, but they're not going to pay you any money. And then you got to be able to figure out how to sell commercials, how to get airtime, yeah. how to do all this stuff. And he helped us. He We are the opposite of you. He He told us exactly what we needed to know, and we were like, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. Yep. So hard, hard pass. <laughs> so we kind of rebranded and started doing this, and that's kind of our way of being still connected to the community, but but different. And now we get to talk to people that we would have never gotten to talk to because they would see us as a threat. You see what I mean? So like we totally get what you're saying. Yep. Gonna talk to your business partner before we started. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to tell him who it was? Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah within ourselves here and and showcase you know who we are as people yeah. and not be fake the moment that i feel like you know we're being fake we need to stop what we're doing and just mm-hmm. question that you know but i don't think we'll ever be at that point where we've been best friends for a really long time and you know that's how we're always going to be yeah and that's what our third business partner told us he was like look it's it got to the point to where you had to kill in order to give it an episode so because that's the way it was back then. And so they started doing, they would, they put their brand on targets, on uh, trap kits, on whatever. So it was his brand. And then you could buy a target with his face on it. And, and that's how he started making his money. And then he got to this point that he realized they're not going to buy an episode unless you kill a massive buck on it. And so he, he sold. And it was a really smart decision. But now we're starting to see that kind of go away where people can, do exactly what you're doing. You're showing yeah. re- the reality. The reality is you're not going to kill a massive buck, probably ever. But if you do, you're definitely not going to kill it every time you go in the woods. And that's what people relate to. Yeah. 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 It just that's all we want to showcase. That's it. Just wanna just wanna be real. That's why we like you. And that's what we've heard oh, you, you on are, twice yeah. now. You guys are doing a good <laughs> job of it. And we 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 appreciate uh the the transparency that you guys have and, and what you do and the the um the realism, I guess, for lack of better words, you yeah. know, it's like you said, you can sit and watch uh, a, a show. There's dozens and dozens of shows and you can throw any one of them on and they're catching huge fish or they're shooting big bucks or they're having all kinds of success in the field. There's only, there's not very many shows where you tune in and they show the stuff that is not as sexy for lack of better words, right? It's the long days in the field with, with, with no return. It's the missed shots. It's the, uh, trailing a deer for for three hours and realizing you made a bad shot and maybe you don't recover it. I mean that that stuff resonates more with me because that's real. That happens. You know my my son's first my oldest son's first shot at a deer. Unfortunately, um, we were never able to recover it. You know and it was heartbreaking for him, but that was a huge life lesson for spending more time behind the weapon and practicing more and making sure that that doesn't ever happen again. Um, we also live in a totally fake world where, you know, you can't really believe anything right now. So <laughs> so to be able to watch your favorite hunting show or your favorite thing that uh, is going on, to be able to see it and 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 know that this is real, you know, it yeah. to me, it makes for better content. Maybe, maybe Chris shouldn't kill it all this year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then he would, be, uh, he would be doing what I do, wasting time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I would love nothing more to go out every time and you know, harvest a great, great big whitetail. You know, that'd be that'd be awesome, but you know, um, not going to happen. So we discussed it last time, but I want to see if your opinion has changed. What is the best state for whitetail hunting? 
Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. What's second? Uh, my experience. I mean, last year we had a couple of really good encounters in Kansas. That was awesome. Texas was up there. Texas, you know, yeah. The quantity. You know? Yeah, just the amount of deer that we seen, free range whitetail and axis deer. That yeah. was that was awesome. I, I loved hunting Texas. I didn't think I was gonna. I, I knew I'd like it because I'm, I'm hunting whitetail. I'm doing what I love to do. But the moment we landed there, it was just a whole different. <laughs> and it's just I fell in love with hunting in Texas, and I just I don't think there's a year I'll ever not go back. You know, which I think we're going back yeah. again. And yeah. That was because uh, that's what you said last time was Texas. Because I remember that because then we talked we talked to somebody else and we asked them the same question. And they were like Texas, and then we're, neither of us have hunted in Texas, but we we have mutual friends, right? That, that you and I that um, that have ranches in Texas, and it's like I want to go down there. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about doing stuff down there. We need to make that happen. If you guys go again, let us know. We don't need to hunt. We'll just come down and, and add the whiskey mytels flair to it, and I think it'll be great for content. Awesome, man. Be all for that. And uh, we go down there and hunt with a guy named Anthony. Uh, he's got an awesome, awesome place. Mm-hmm. And he's really, really cool guy. Yeah, really cool guy. Well, if you ever go hunt anywhere and uh, you think they would let us come, we don't need to hunt. We'll just come, you know, be support. We'll help film and uh, we can do whiskey stuff at night and, and make content for both of us. I think it'd be a really good time. Yeah, for sure. The place in general is an awesome place just for footage and there's uh, cabins that surround this big fire pit, and it's it's awesome. It's we got when we got there, we were all in cloud nine and cooking axis deer. Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah. axis burgers. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a great time. I'm all in on that. All about it. 100. percent Cool. Was there yeah. Any other topics you guys wanted to run over? We got some time left if you want. Um, I'm not sure. Probably not. I mean, we're packing up, uh, heading home. Yeah. Right after this, we're we're driving seven and a half hours back to Michigan, and ten, <laughs> ten and a half for me, ten and a half for him. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, we'll let y'all get out of here. That's a uh, that's a long drive. We appreciate you doing this with us before you head out. I didn't know that you uh you had that in front of you. Where? Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like following along with you guys uh, just just as much you know on social media. So I I like doing. You know, we do podcasts with a couple other people, but I like the last one we did together. So yeah. And cool. It was great to meet. I missed the last one, but yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it's good to meet you too. Appreciate it. All good, man. Well, thanks you guys. We appreciate it. Until next time. I had a big red boxing glove right now. I just <laughs> every day we were when we got. I'll make it quick here, but when we got to camp today, we're not hunting or anything, but we're doing filming and all that. But you know, they made some T-shirts with my faces on the front, and yeah. I, I walked. Here they took the sweatshirts off and they got this <laughs> stupid t-shirt made and, and uh <laughs> on the back that they did to him and they tried pranking me with snakes and snapping turtles today and uh, we're we're always pranking each other. So we're trying to incorporate more of that into the episodes yeah. and just having fun and that's cool. Yep. You got to have fun, man. You got to enjoy what you're doing. You got to make sure that it's not uh we had a conversation about this this yeah. week cuz it's really easy to get caught up in the getting content out and and are we are we seeing growth are we seeing the the subscriptions and the the likes and the follows that are supposed to you know be indicative of of growth and it's like it's really easy to get caught up in all that and and forget why you got involved in this in the first place right and we got involved and we we got to what we were doing with whiskey and whitetails because we enjoy hunting 
and we enjoy drinking whiskey and we found kind of a cool way to bring the two together. And it's, we kind of had a conversation about how we were finding ourselves getting all stressed and out and worked up over things that a year ago, a year and a half ago, when we started this business, we weren't worried about, and we needed to try and get back to that. So that's what, what you're describing. There's uh rings very true to, to some conversations that we had earlier this week. Yeah. I told him, I said, I was like, think about how many people have a hobby that they spend thousands of dollars a year on this hobby you know, and, and we have one that's, I mean, granted, outside of what you see, we spend a lot of money, but the actual company itself, it doesn't really cost us anything. And, and we're taking it too serious sometimes. And, and we're going to, yeah, we're gonna about to do the same thing. We're going to start joking around more and, and kind of letting loose. We just, yep. we were trying not to look, you know, we're, I don't know how to say it without somebody getting upset, but we're, we're like manly men. So to do like a TikTok dance is not really <laughs> something that we would do. But it's <laughs> but there are things that we would do that would be fun. Which one? Chris would do that for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Well maybe you could pull it off. Maybe I'll give it a try. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again it cut out. Sorry. Say it one more time. I'd be wearing a dress while he's bull fishing. <laughs> okay. That would be funny. That yeah. would be funny. Wearing a dress, drinking some bush. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. All right. Well, All right, you guys, guys got a long drive, so we're going to let you guys go. We appreciate you guys joining us. And um, tell yeah. everybody again where they can find you and socials and anything else you want them to know. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Trekking Outdoors. And uh, on the Sportsman Channel, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And then uh, you, YouTube stay tuned. Uh, we're about to release our whole entire season on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Enjoy the YouTube battle. It's fun, especially when you can look at retention points and see when people leave. And you're like, ah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It was safe travels, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Be safe. Sorry for the audio thing. We don't know why I was doing that. I was uh, cutting in and out as we talked. Uh, if we laughed or said, uh-huh, and then it would it would silence their mics. I don't know. I mean, you know, figuring it out. New yeah. stuff. New world. But, uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Have a good week. <laughs>